As soon as I walk out, I want people looking at me like they looked at Evil Knievel back in the day. When Evil Knievel came out, everyone was like, this is about to be crazy. Welcome, welcome, welcome to After the Bell. I am still Corey Graves. The holidays are rapidly approaching and things continue to get even more red hot than they already are within WWE. It's a big night on Friday Night SmackDown. Championships on the line. Ricochet will join us here on ATB in a matter of moments. We've got so much to get to, so little time. He is tucked away nicely in his podcasting studio, candles and all. It looks a bit more like something you would see in a cheap massage parlor, but he is my cap, my co-captain from Monday Night Raw and here on ATB, Kevin Patrick. KP, how you feeling this morning? I'm wonderful, thanks, bud. It's great to see you through the Zoom chat here and great to be on with you guys again. And you're right, for anyone watching visually, I do have my candle lit, setting the tone here in Atlanta, Georgia, and all is well. We've wrapped up a, a wild Monday Night Raw yet again this past week and buzzing for SmackDown. We've got some major matches coming up here, whether it's Friday Night SmackDown and the Undisputed Tag Team Championships, the USA they've been busy of late and then next Monday we've got a couple of championship contenders matches to come on Monday Night Raw no doubt about it no rest for the weary the Usos always putting in the work living up to the claim that we the ones with good reason the Usos will do battle with Sheamus and Butch tonight of the Brawling Brutes in my hometown the Steel City the most amazing city in all of our 50 states my completely unbiased opinion. And also, Ricochet has earned the opportunity to challenge the dominant Gunther for the Intercontinental title. It was Ricochet who Gunther defeated to begin with, if I recollect properly. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA, I make calls, I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it, you can work out in it, you can go outside, you can go shopping down in your local wherever, and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian, tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. I want to start with what kicked off Monday Night Raw, the first of two triple threats where we saw Bailey. Rhea Ripley and the Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka, throw down. But even before the bell rang, we had a few fireworks, KP. We, we saw at War Games the return of the man, Becky Lynch, leading her side of War Games to victory. The little interactions we saw at the top of the night between Bailey 
and Becky Lynch and Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley had people buzzing before there was a punch thrown or a drop kick landed that really set the tone for the night. It really did. It had people guessing where things might go with the man Becky Lynch, who interrupts Bailey from the crowd yet again. The man of the people. Bob wasn't there this week. Be- uh, Becky Lynch's, you know, f- friend Bob, who's, you know, doing the rounds on the internet now. Zach, he Bob said, Bob and Zach. The fact that you remembered and I remembered the name Becky Lynch, obviously making an impact on all of us. So I went to Bob's Twitter handle. No, you didn't. Bob said, by far and away, this was the greatest day of his life. Think about that for a second. Bob is. You know, no offense, I don't know your age, Bob. I'm guessing mid-30s. He said, this is the greatest day of my life. The fact that recognized by the man, buddies with the man. Becky tweets about him. Fair play, Becky. Anyway, comes through the crowd again, interrupts Bailey. And in that passing moment, she mentioned the fact that they've been passing each other over the past few years. And that kind of wet the appetite here a little bit, wondering, will we see something between Bailey and Becky Lynch? At that moment in time, we're questioning, will we see it next week if both were to be victorious in their triple threat matches? But then we saw an interaction between Rhea Ripley and Becky Lynch that had you and I speechless. We shut up in that moment as we watched these two superstars staring each other down, two incredibly different superstars that offer different threats. Uh, And that's something I would love to see in the near future if we can get it. I agree with you, and I want to dive in a little bit deeper in that it's almost bizarre to think about how much truth was spit in that interaction between Bailey and Becky Lynch, two of the four horsewomen in WWE. Of course, you, we talk about the four horsewomen and how much history they have made and how they were, were the driving force behind much of the women's evolution. And they've done everything there is to do. They have seemingly competed against one another endlessly over the years, but when you step back, you realize that Bailey and Becky have never really had a major long-term rivalry on Raw or SmackDown. They did their thing in NXT, but to the masses, that's still a fresh matchup that a lot of people haven't seen. Yes, they've interacted. Yes, they've competed against each other. It's not like it's the first time they've ever been in a ring. But as Becky brought forth, they've kind of been ships passing in the night. But you like to paint all the four horsewomen with the same brush and just, well, they've been there. They've done that. They've done everything. They're still within that historic group, something fresh, something new, or something that at least only the surface has been scratched as to what Bailey and Becky are capable of, which is very exciting and very intriguing for me, who has called most of their their careers all the way back to NXT. On the other side of the coin, the Rhea-Becky interaction was very interesting. And to your point, it it really kind of got the hair on the back of your neck standing up to see this because we talked a few weeks ago about star makers and how important they are to solidify and establish a talent as a bona fide WWE superstar of a a certain tier, a certain level. Are you the elite level top guy or top girl, so to speak? And Becky now possesses that star-making ability. She was actually, I believe, one of the names we brought up because in her absence, we could have really used her at the time. And, and Rhea, for all the dominance she's put forth and as impressive as Rhea has been, and she's been Raw Women's Champion. I mean, Rhea, no slouch in her own right. But think about what a win over Becky Lynch would do to truly solidify Rhea Ripley as that top-tier player. You don't think she's already there? I I do to the most passionate wrestling fans, to to a good portion of the WWE universe, and, and I like to differentiate that because when I say WWE universe, I talk about the millions of people who watch our program and then generally don't think about it until the next time it comes on TV or until they're, they're done with work. I think a lot of people see the potential in Rhea, and we're all seeing it, and her impressive feats of strength, and 
the, the alliance with the Judgment Day has, has given her a new lease on life, so to speak. It's been awesome. And Rhea has been doing the Lord's work week after Big week, time. impressive and dominant. And But you need that victory to hang your hat on. Bianca Belair got it over Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. No matter what you thought about Bianca prior to WrestleMania this, this past year, despite what she has had success the, the year prior, uh, it was Sasha and Bianca at WrestleMania. Incredible. But it was beating Sasha. And then it was beating the man, or at the time, big time Bex, that really almost subconsciously propels a talent to that next level in the minds of the casual observer. So we we that watch and are are in the weeds every week know what Rhea is. We've known what Rhea's been capable of for a long time. We've seen flashes of it. We've seen glimpses of it. But for the masses, for everybody to buy in, so to speak, it's going to take these trade these landmark victories, which uh, Becky Lynch certainly fits that descriptor. It's a wonderful point because when you think about Rhea Ripley's biggest moment. You could absolutely say it was WrestleMania of last year when she defeated Asuka, but she showed up a few weeks before WrestleMania challenging Asuka to a match at WrestleMania, and that was her Raw debut, remember? When she broke through. So, so she really didn't have that, that, that background on Raw with the, the casual observer, as you mentioned, that watches maybe Raw week in, week out, but doesn't necessarily hit up all the, 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 you know, the copious amounts of websites to, to, to really stay in touch with everything going on within the industry. Now Rhea Ripley's been building and building and building the conniving, manipulative ways with the Judgment Day. Now we're seeing her in action a lot more over the past few weeks. And you just see again how dominant she is, whether it's winning matches or body slamming Luke Gallows. So I think you're spot on when you say if something was to continue to build and then you get a match against Becky Lynch and if she were to defeat Becky Lynch, you're absolutely right. I think it would catapult her to a different level altogether. So that was the initial reactions that we had on Monday Night Raw just before the opening bell of the first triple threat match. And I, I want to give flowers to Asuka, who I even mentioned on commentary. We need to see a return to form from Asuka because KP, long before you arrived in WWE dating, all the way back to my, my uh, formative days on commentary in NXT, Asuka was, was an animal unto herself. All the way bringing the, the undefeated streak to the main roster that Charlotte Flair eventually snapped at WrestleMania. Asuka had that aura, that that just megastar power. And I, I don't think it's insulting to say that I think she's lost some of that over the past several years. There's been injuries. She just has been injuries. able to sustain a lot of momentum. Look, it, it, that's the nature of the business. You, It's difficult to sustain momentum. I'm going to ask Ricochet about that later. Another guy who has had start, stop. Oh, here we go. Here, uh, Not yet. And Asuka, I think Monday night really put on a great accounting for herself of, oh, remember, I'm still a badass. I'm still lethal. I'm still dangerous. And here we are. We just talked about the excitement of Becky Lynch and Rhea or Bailey and Becky Lynch. How about Becky Lynch and Asuka? Yeah, they've collided in the past, but not like this. This is this is different than seeing a rematch week after week just because there's nothing else happening, which we've had happen in WWE over the past. I've been critical of it on this show. These are different evolved characters. It's it's like the final form, I like to say, about a superstar where, where they reach that next level where they're really firing on all cylinders. That's another potential matchup that I would love to see. I want to see more Asuka of the old school in any form. Throw her in there with anybody, but that Asuka to me is very, very exciting. And I'm only... Cutting this short because we're running low on time. Ricochet is banging on the door, so to speak. Alexa Bliss, 
manages to knock off Becky Lynch in the final matchup of the night. And I don't think it's a, a reach to say that Becky was definitely the favorite. You thought maybe we were going to see Bailey and Becky next Monday in Milwaukee. Would have gotten no complaint from me, but instead you're getting Bliss and Bailey to determine the new number one contender. And again, I talk about it on Raw, and I'm not taking shots. I'm not trying to be insulting. Much like I just said about Asuka, Alexa Bliss had it. She was there. She has been Raw Women's Champion. There are too many clips to count with my voice screaming about the goddess and, and Alexa Bliss. Trust me, there was nobody who was a bigger fan of Bliss through the duration of her career than, than Corey Graves on commentary. But something's lacking. Something's missing. We're seeing what's going on back behind the scenes on, on the screen. Look, we're not dummies. We may not talk about it on TV, but everybody with functioning eyeballs realize that there's something else going on a little more than meets the eye, so to speak regarding bliss. But I think Monday could be really, really important. And if bliss can go out there and tear it down with Bailey, which it's not hard to do because Bailey is for my money right now, maybe the best female professional wrestler in the world right now on this day in 2022. When I say this, if bliss is up to the task, you could have a memorable, fantastic contest and it could really elevate both superstars because Bailey needs a little help too, because she's, she's had her run with Bianca and damage control was red hot and it sort of cooled off. It's very, very important for both these women Monday night to have a great match. Yeah. Milwaukee's the venue. Cannot wait for this number one contenders match, Alexa bliss against Bailey. And I will say on commentary, look, I said that Alexa bliss has is triple crown champion. Like Alexa bliss has done it all. And you've mentioned that Corey Graves, biggest fan when, when Alexa bliss is at her absolute peak Yet, over the last few years, we've seen distractions with Alexa Bliss. We've seen, you know, that whether it's Bray Wyatt, whether it's The Fiend, whether it's, you know, with Randy Orton and everything we saw at WrestleMania. Alexa Bliss, it's not like she hasn't been motivated, but there's been other things going on. We've seen her as the the SmackDown, or excuse me, the uh, tag team champion recently with Asuka too. If Alexa Bliss can get back to her best as a singles competitor... And who knows whether she will. Let's see. It's a massive match to come against Bailey, And it would be a statement victory for her with, with all going on right now. But Alexa Bliss is a superstar to be reckoned with. And I really, really want to see this match coming up Monday night. And this is a beautiful time. While, while we still have, what, about seven weeks, give or take, until the Royal Rumble, we have no premium live events for the Raw and SmackDown superstars. We'll talk about NXT in a moment. I want to get into that, into NXT deadline. But in this time... The, the field is wide open. The onus is now on the superstars to take that next step. However you do it, make the most of whatever opportunity you are presented. It may be a quote unquote cold match on a Monday night raw or a Friday night SmackDown that doesn't have a backstory, but this is a chance to capture the imagination. This is sort of that anything goes time period. We don't even have day one this year where, which is, is, a, is a major, was a major event last year to worry about. Now everything's kind of up for grabs. Everything's sort of shaking out and we are gearing up for the road to WrestleMania that begins at Royal Rumble. And it's really anybody's game right now. But this, this is the opportunity though. And that's the key word here is that there's time for someone to go from, from being, you know, a, maybe a, a bit part player to being an absolute star and a headliner come Royal Rumble, right? You have that opportunity because from Royal Rumble to Elimination Chamber, you've only got what, three weeks? That's all it is. Three weeks from, from January 28th through February 18th in Montreal at Bell Center uh, for Elimination Chamber. That, that's not a whole lot of time. Whereas now we've got seven weeks from tomorrow is the Royal Rumble. I think right now, if you're looking for, if you're going to ask me about a superstar who hasn't wasted a single second to grab that opportunity, it's Solo Sokoa. 
Monday Night Raw kicked off, solo the attack on Elias, ruling Elias out. And we wondered at the time, was this a mistake by the bloodline? You haven't prepared for KO, yet they find a way to, to get the victory. Sami Zayn obviously helping out Jey Uso in a big, big way um, in that match. But then at the end, I think the headline from, from that whole match and the aftermath was Solo Sokoa and the beatdown we saw on Matt Riddle that put him in an ambulance into a local hospital. There's something about Solo Sokoa that's incredibly special. He is that insurance policy, that enforcer for the bloodline. And this fella's not wasting a second to make a massive impact. And in a very short amount of time, when you consider when Clash of the Castle was in September, Solo Sokoa has catapulted himself to the very top of our minds in WWE. It's the beauty of being surrounded by star makers. When you are viewed by the general public as a, a right-hand man, not the right-hand man, that's Jay, but one of the, the closest confidants of the tribal chief, a family member in the bloodline, and to show up, and, and to your point, you haven't seen a lot from Solo, but what you've seen has counted. And Solo is in no hurry to go anywhere. He has just taken that career trajectory as it comes. He's making the impacts when appropriate. And I've said it before. I'll say it again, and I'll be saying it until it actually happens because it, it is a prophecy that I stand by. Solo Sokoa is going to be a major star in WWE for years to come. But we're talking about stars that are looking to make the most of an opportunity. Saturday night, tomorrow, as this drops, NXT Deadline Premium Live event streaming on Peacock. The first time we have ever witnessed an Iron Survivor match. And we've got a pair of them. We've got the men's and the women's side of things. KP, what do you make of this? This is a brand new match concept in WWE. It, it sort of is an amalgamation of, uh, there's a bit of war games in there. There's some traditional cage match. There's some uh, impact King of the Mountain style. There's a penalty box, uh, five for fighting. I don't know. There's a lot happening. I'm not going to make a judgment. I'm curious. I want to see how this unfolds because it's a unique environment. It's the first time ever. So you can look at it one of two ways. It's never been done before, so it's everybody's opportunity to sort of draw the blueprints as to what Iron Survivor will look like into the future. I'm not a guy who's a fan of a lot of stipulations on a matchup. Boy. Stakes, yes. Reasons for the match happening, I think, is the utmost important. But when you start throwing in different rules, and if you win this, then you have to do that. And if this happens, then you have to throw the barrel. And if the barrel climbs down the ladder, then you have to watch out for King Kong. And then if you jump, you won't have to get it. But if he hits you with a barrel, you still die. It's There's just way too much happening for me to break this down from a technical perspective or from the, the perspective that you and I share. Well, you're a visual uh, learner. You've said that a million times. I am a visual. It's exactly what it is. I'm a visual learner. I have to just watch it unfold. I have very high opinions of everybody involved in both matches. I think the opportunity to make a, a lasting impact is there for the taking. Who wants it? It could be more than one superstar. There, this is You figure there's five people in each match. That's a chance to make five stars. That's, that's a chance for five people two different times to raise their value in their stock within WWE and capture the imagination of maybe the, the fans who... Don't follow NXT every Tuesday night. This is a chance to give them a reason. There's going to be a lot of people watching Saturday that don't necessarily know what's going on, particularly myself included, as far as what the Iron Survivor is. It's very, very interesting to me. Well, here's the thing for me. It's points driven, okay? So you get, you get a pinfall or submission, you score a point, okay? For that reason alone, we're going to see an urgency that we really, we really don't see too often. 
in war games, for example, one pinfall or submission, you know, wins the entire match. So it's a bit more of a cagey affair, excuse the pun there, but there's not as much tactics, I don't think, that are going to go into this Iron Survivor Challenge at deadline on Saturday. I think it's got to be much more of a rush job. You've got to just go all out to get those points as quickly as possible and start racking up your score. And with that's going to come this frantic electric match that I think is going to capture the imagination of all of us. I agree with you, KP, but one man's opinion, I want to get on the Iron Survivor and all things NXT deadline is a man who has earned an opportunity to challenge Gunter for the Intercontinental Championship. He was the winner of the SmackDown World Cup. He is Ricochet. Ricochet, welcome to After the Bell. Ton to get to regarding yourself in the very near future on Friday Night SmackDown, but Kevin Patrick and I were just discussing this new match concept in NXT, the Iron Survivor, five competitors, all types of rules, never been done before in the confines of WWE. It sounds like something that would be right up Ricochet's alley. Yeah, um, I mean, any type of multi-man match, I feel like Ricochet would really thrive in. I feel like... Any, it was a ladder match, regular, like any type of multi-man match, I think is just like a playground for me. You know, it's um, so many different opponents. Plus, you have the elements of the ring. And it's just, who, who again, especially with this match, there's so many details to it. So actually, we'll know. We'll see. I was saying to Kevin, there are so many rules and details, and it's so far out of left field compared to anything we do in WWE. My only, the only way to judge it is for me to sit down and watch Just it. Just to watch. Yes, absolutely. I can't form an opinion. Am I going to like it? When I look at it, like the penalty box to me just go, eh, I don't know how I feel about that. But in theory versus execution could be totally, totally different. Obviously the competitors you got in the match themselves, I mean, they're high quality competitors. So they're going to, they're definitely going to want to put on a show. They're definitely going to, obviously every single one of them is going to want to come out the victor in the end. So, I mean, it's definitely going to be a show for sure. So like you said, the only way to really judge it, I guess, is to sit down and watch it and see what it's all about. Everyone's doing the judging or everyone, but it might be fire, so we'll see. Right, right. It, it very well could blow away everybody's expectations. But the beautiful thing is people shouldn't have expectations Absolutely. because nobody's seen this before. It's it's Absolutely. unlike, which in this day and age is, is really something to behold because everything's been done before. Everything's been done inside a cage, on top of a cage, on fire, underwater. Like, it's just like, how do we, how do we continue to evolve? And this is the next step. So I'm, I'm very curious to see how it plays out. I'm excited. We, we're here to talk about Ricochet and all things Ricochet right now. You recently won the SmackDown World Cup to earn an opportunity against Gunther to challenge for the Intercontinental Championship that you once held. But I want to hit rewind for a little while. I want to look back over the majority of, let's say the last year, for Ricochet because it has been up and down. There have been tough spots and you're a guy who has, has had a, a no shortage of memorable moments, uh, but you've also had, had, you know, some, some heartbreaks some disappointment. There have been times where Ricochet wants the spotlight, but the spotlight's been a little bit out of reach. How has the last year or so been for you uh, overall and, and kind of walk us through that journey of what you've put yourself through. So the way I see it is, I mean, I've, I've never been one to complain about doing the work. You know what I mean? Anywhere I've go, gone, like, that's when I started in 2003 up to now. Like, I've never been one to shy away, to, to be afraid of doing the work, put the work in, like, never. So this past couple of years, I mean, it's definitely, definitely been a lot of work. Uh, not just on myself, but just in general. I mean, like you said, it's been ups. We've had, I mean, I've had my ups and I've had my downs, but it's never deterred me from doing the work and like putting my head down and doing what I got to do to get where I need to get 
because everyone's had a hard road. Everyone, all the all the all the, the main players, the top guys, whatever you want to call them, they've all had a hard road. So having a hard road isn't isn't something that necessarily is foreign to me. I mean, if it, if it's something that I got to do, if I got to just put my head down and do the work for a year and show y'all like I can do this, but if y'all give me that one opportunity, if y'all give me one, I'm gonna knock it out the park. If you give me one, I'm gonna knock it out the park. And I think this year, as much as I haven't had the the spotlight on me, I guess you would say, I haven't really had that on me this year. However, the 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 moment that it was on me, I've gone up for like match of the year contender. You know what I mean? Like the very few moments that I did get the spotlight on me are match of the year contenders. You know what I mean? Like, so that just shows you quality over quantity for a little bit. But like I said, I think this was uh was was good for me. I think the uh the SmackDown World Cup on Fox was good for me. And that's something that Fox wanted to do. They specifically wanted to do the SmackDown World Cup. So it's good that I could come out and I could represent not only for America, but for WWE and just really win the entire thing and show people that Ricochet is still a main player here. And he can still get the job done when the the big match is on the line. Yeah, the U.S. aren't winning the FIFA World Cup anytime soon. So Ricochet bringing it home for the U.S. at the SmackDown World Cup. Good stuff, man. Hey, when you say the Dirty. work. No, no, before you, no, no, before you get carried away with your cuteness there, Kevin Patrick, I got a bone to pick with you, and I'm sure Ricochet can relate. Go on, then. Corey Graves, not a soccer fan, a football fan, not a, I don't follow it, I don't know much about it. But because I am doing my best to be a team player, I wanted to connect with my new broadcast partner, Kevin Patrick, over something that he's very familiar with, his world, the world of soccer. So I said, KP, you got to smarten me up. You got to give me the crash course. You got to let me know all the secrets. Who do I pick? Who do I root against? What's important? What do I watch for? He tells me, Graves, they're young but this could be the U.S.'s year. No, the, whoa, whoa, text, whoa, 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 still, whoa. Yeah, yeah, take yourself yeah. back there, Graves. Don't you go. I said, you said, I said this. You go, read out the text. Pull it up there, bud. I'm going to. Okay, okay. Let me take that back. Here it is. U.S. underdogs here, but this team won't disappoint predicting a famous day in U.S. soccer history. Against the Dutch. I, I got it yeah, wrong. it was famous because it was the most disappointed Corey <sighs> Graves has ever been watching a sporting event. Was I never said they're going to win. or something? It three was one, three, yeah. yeah I, I just know that I, I know Memphis is my new favorite guy. The guy from the Memphis Netherlands. He was, he was excellent. You know, you know he's married anyway, to Steve I'm sorry, Harvey's Kevin daughter. You know I just that? had to clear the air. I'm sorry, Patrick. Ricochet. I'm sorry, KP. It's I just, all good. It was bubbling up. It was just no, yeah, turning inside of me. Out. Yeah, you got to let it go, Thank gravy. You. It's As okay. Sorry. Ricochet, you mentioned the work here. You've said the work like three or four times. To anybody listening, the work might seem simply physical, right? For you and everything yeah, you managed to accomplish inside the ring. The work is far more than physical, right? In WWE, I've seen you. I've Absolutely. sat next to you at the, the barber shop as, as we're backstage. And, you know, you may have had those weeks where you're not that busy. And the work often can be mental, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there's always a, a physical game you have to play. And then there's like a mental game you have to play. I mean, that's with any business, with any high class thing you're trying to do. I mean, as much as, again, like you said, the work going out there and doing the actual matches and, you know what I mean, doing all the physical parts of it, of course, like that is obviously going to be work. But a lot of it is backstage. It's biding the right time, like waiting for your moment, waiting for your opportunity or creating your moment, creating your opportunity, you know, asking the people, whatever you see that is, whatever, how you see that, that is also work. I mean, because it's taxing on your mind and you you get to thinking about all this other stuff. Like you get to thinking about like your past or you get to think about your future and you get to think about all this stuff. It's, it's a lot of mental exhaustion sometimes when you 
you get on these these paths of thinking about what if or what could or what happened or what uh, it's, it's a lot of mental Olympics as well as like you said going out there and doing the physical work as well. It's so I mean it's all it's all it's all about timing, man. It's all about timing, and I think if there's something that Ricochet has perfected in his almost 20 years of wrestling, it is being at the right place, right time, or when you get that opportunity, making the most of it. You know what I mean? I think that's something that Ricochet has perfected. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. You say almost 20 years, and I'm thinking back to the first time I met you was in Cleveland at... AIW wrestling, and I watched you. It was the first time I'd ever seen you do what you do, and you actually were wrestling uh, Shima Zion, who is now yeah, Joaquin uh, Wild right now. Yeah, Joaquin Wild of Legato del Fantasma. It's yeah. funny how everything comes full circle. It's crazy. Uh, what has it been that has kept driving you? You've been all over the globe before you arrived at WWE. You've done Japan. You've done the Indies. You've dominated. You've done things on your own terms, but you ha- you have to come to WWE, right? That's that's sort of the if you're in this business, it's the pinnacle. You've been here, you've tasted success, you haven't necessarily been able to sustain it, but what keeps you going? What is it that you're still looking for that makes Ricochet wake up and keep putting in that work? Honestly, I think it's really just the love for the business. It's just, I, I, I've talked to a couple of guys and it's like, almost to my detriment in the past years, like I've not been like, um, how do I get to the money? My, the money-driven person, you know what I mean? Like almost to my detriment, I've not been like, how do I get to the money? How can I make the most money? Obviously, everybody wants to be compensated for talents or volume of work done or whatever. Everyone wants to be compensated for their work, obviously. I'm not saying that. But like for me, I mean, since like you said, since since I started, I it's been for the love of it, to want to be the best at something, to want to show the world that like 
I don't think it really matters size. I don't think the size matters, but I think the skill matters when you step into the ring. And I think once you step into that ring, you're going to be hard pressed to find anybody as more skilled as my, as I am. You know what I mean? So I think that passion to want to just show like I can be the best at something. I am the best at something. You know what I mean? I think it's always just driven me since I was younger. You know what I mean? And just, you have the people you look up to, like the AJ Styles and The Rock and the Rey Mysterios and all these guys who have succeeded at what you want to succeed at. And they're just still the coolest guys and they're still such good inspirations for you. It's like, I want to get to that point. And I think, I don't think anything's going to stop me. And I think this past Friday showed that on a main event show with Sheamus versus Sammy and Gunther versus. Kofi and all these other good matches that a ricochet match can steal the show, as you no would doubt. say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me, let me ask you this. I, I'm going to put you on the spot here in that I've actually used ricochet numerous times on this show and just in conversation as far as skill set for my money. There's nothing that you can't do. You've proven that. Physically speaking, you are an anomaly. You are arguably the, the most complete athlete in WWE. It's so funny that you say that, though, because like, you know, you look at your your Austin theories and you look at, you know, all these guys who look the part as complete all around package. But it's like, really, it's like when you get me in there, there's really no one as complete as me. Like, again, I know I'm not as strong as Bobby Lashley, but I can still squat 400 plus pounds. You know what I mean? I'm not as I'm probably not as fast as some of these guys, but I'm still just as I'm not faster than everybody else. So it's like if, if you're looking for a complete package especially physically inside that ring, don't look any further than Ricochet. And now that I'm getting a platform to talk my talk and tell everybody just how good I am and how good I'm going to be and what I want to do, and now I'm getting that opportunity, nothing's going to stop. I think you, you might have answered my question before I even finished the back end. Why hasn't Ricochet made it and been able to stay at the top of the mountain? Obviously, the, any, anybody who listens to this show or the more educated uh, members of the WWE universe. They know about the, the the Twitter beef with Braun and Braun's comments about size mattering. Uh, everybody's got their opinion on that. Flavors of ice cream, right? Absolutely. But historically speaking, save a, a Rey Mysterio who has been world champion. Why, in your opinion, has there not been more world champions or quote-unquote top guys, top-tier superstars who are not necessarily physically imposing but are more skilled than anybody else walking the earth? Is it a matter of platform? Like you said, you you have a chance now to tell the world why you should be listening to Ricochet and watching Ricochet. Is that all it's been as a matter of platform? Absolutely. I think so. I think once people have something in their mind of somebody, that's what they're going to see. So perception is reality. For so long, perception is reality. You know what I'm saying? So if for so long the perception of Ricochet is, oh, I'm going to remember he did something awesome. I'm going to remember something about him. But he's going to say, oh, I'm just excited to be here and I'm happy to go out there. You know what I mean? Like, everybody knows you're excited to be here. Everybody knows that you're happy to be here. It's the WWE. Of course you're happy to be here. Exactly. It's the pinnacle, of course. I've, I've said that numerous times. I love wrestling is not a character trait. It's not a character. So now it's like, we know that I'm happy to be here, but like, now not only do I just want to be here, but I want to thrive while I'm here. I want to show everybody what I've been working for almost 20 years on. I want to show everybody that I can tell stories inside the ring, outside the ring. I can tell stories. I'm one of the best story storytellers there is. You know what I mean? So it's like 
getting that opportunity, getting that moment. And even before before the match on Friday, and I'm sure he pulled Santos to the side as well, but Triple H, he pulled me aside and he was like, hey, this is uh, this is me looking at a guy and talking to a guy who talks about how he wants the ball, how he constantly wants the spot. So this is me giving that guy that spot to see if he can hold up his deal of the of the, the deal, his end of the deal. So he goes, I know you can do it. He goes, I'm pretty sure everyone here knows you can do it. He's like, no, go out there and show the world that you can do it. You know what I mean? And that's exactly what, that's exactly what I had in mind walking out that curtain. I'm going to show everybody that on this, this big show with all these people and you know, everybody like I can go out there and I can still steal the show. Like, everyone's going to be talking about my match before they're talking about everybody else's match. You know what I mean? And the first words out of Michael Cole, get ready for the highlight of the night. And and when when he says nine, that, baby. and when you walk out, I get chills. And, and and when you're on television, Ricochet, I will never ever go to the bathroom, walk away. I'm locked in for as long as you're on my TV screen and inside that ring. Absolutely, that's the way I see it. I like as soon as I walk out, I want people looking at me like they looked at Evil Knievel back yeah. in the day. Okay, when Evil Knievel came out, everyone was like, "This is about to be crazy." Here we go. I want people looking at my show, my performance, like when you watch like a Jackie Chan movie, everyone, like Jackie Chan's been one of my biggest inspirations since I can remember because he looks at a situation, he assesses the situation, one guy, two guys, three guys, okay, I got this, four guys, five guys, okay, I'm going to run, I'm gonna, I got to find a different situation around this, you know what I mean? It's situational, like, you know what I mean? I can't sit here, so if I'm looking at a, an Ali or a Cedric or someone, it's like, okay, hope we can do this, but I see for Braun Strowman, Oh, crap. Now, Ricochet got to think of a different way to take down Braun Strowman than he took down, you know what I mean, this guy. Like, it's all different for Ricochet. Ricochet can't go in there with one specific plan ahead. Like, I'm sure Braun, Brock, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, all these guys go in. I'm going to destroy this guy. Whomever they're going to, you know, they got their plan. But, like, I can't really go into a situation like that. I got to have four or five different ways to go about it you know what i mean and i think that's something that adds to ricochet it's like he's not just going to take you down through the air he can take you down on the ground he can take you down through the air he can take you down he can, he'll stand there and he'll punch you in the face just as much as he's gonna you know you know it doesn't matter so like i think now it's just the the opportunity like you said to show all of this the opportunity to talk my talk and an opportunity to go out there and walk my walk and the, the opportunities and once you get them you have to you have to crush them you have to knock them at the park or you're not going to you know, you're not going to get any more. You're not going to create any more for yourself. On Friday night, you did exactly that. That match with Santos Escobar, for me, right up there. And we'll discuss it in weeks to come about our favorite matches of the year. But I was on the edge of my seat the entire match, I'm sure. Uh, when you left after that match, you mentioned that the main man, Triple H, said to you, this is the spotlight. Was there anything that was said to you after that match about what was delivered against Santos? As soon as we got to the back, he was like, he was like, you did it. He was like, that's what I, you know, that's what I wanted. That's what I want to see. Like those, that's what I want to see. He's like, when we give you guys these opportunities or when you earn these opportunities or whatever happens when these opportunities are presented to somebody in any way, you have to, again, like I just said, you have to. got to maximize, man. Be on your air and judge. Boom. You have to hit the home run, you know, and right. you have to knock it out the park. And honestly, even if it's an inside the the arena home run, even if it's an inside the field home run. Show me something. Show me something in this moment yes. that I can continue to go forward with you. You know, And that's what I had in my mind. And that's, I said, ain't nobody going to stop me from continuing this train. This train's going to keep going, man. It doesn't matter. If, if you looked at the history of Ricochet since, I guess, 2019 when he started on the main roster, it's crazy when you look at his, his receipts. If you go back and check all of Ricochet's receipts, I mean, they check out. And that's whether it's, a match like a Money in the Bank, or if it's a singles match, Ricochet's got that beat Samoa Joe 
for the United States Championship. Right. I've beat Drew McIntyre, pinned him. I've pinned Bobby Lashley. I've pinned Braun Strowman. I've pinned Baron Corbin. I've pinned whoever, who are, who are, whatever the big guys are in the back. Name some big guys. I'm sure that I beat them, bro. And I'll continue to do that in the, in the future to the, the, the new opponent, opponents that come my way because it's just, man, I'm on a whole new wavelength right now. I'm on a whole new, I'm on a whole new track right now. It's crazy. So this is a new opportunity, a new spotlight being shown on Ricochet right now, particularly over the past several weeks. Let's just let's just play a little game here. Let's take the spectacular, amazing physical ability away for a moment. What is it about Ricochet that WWE fans should connect with? You you're, you have mind blowing athleticism, but what don't they know about you? What don't they see in a six minute highlight reel? Which of course we got no shortage of, the, of spectacular maneuvers. But what don't they know about? Trevor, what don't they know about the man behind Ricochet that you would like for them to know that you would you think would really help them understand you? Honestly, I think I think most of them do pretty much know. I think most of them know. Again, like I said, they 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 can feel it every time I walk out. They feel it every time I step into that ring. They feel it every time I jump off that top rope. They know what Ricochet's about. They let know. me let me readjust that. I agree with you. I agree with the, the statement you're making. I, I, what about those who perhaps haven't seen it yet that don't, maybe they're on the fence. Oh, this guy's really cool, but all right, what else is there? I think for the most part, the people who just aren't on, on board the train, as you, I guess you would say. They're just all potential? I think it's stuff that, again, because the sport that we have is very subjectional. It's very sure, opinionated. Sure. So, like you said, flavors of ice cream. So I think for the most part, the people who really, truly don't, enjoy ricochet or want to enjoy Rick. they don't want to they don't they don't like ice cream <laughs> they don't like you know chocolate ice cream i'm chocolate ice cream so i'm or i'm like rocky road i'm oreo cookies and cream I'm, I'm a specific ice cream that a lot of people probably the majority of people like but i think the ones who aren't on yet really haven't really had an opportunity because i mean i will say the past like two years they really haven't had much to grasp on the ricochet other than coming out and getting my butt beat because I was just, you know, obviously not in a, a right spot. But right now I'm just thinking about things totally differently and I'm trying to think about grabbing that brass ring, as you'd say, you know what I mean? So it's like, I think the ones who really, who aren't there yet, either aren't there because I haven't had the opportunity to really draw them in and, and, and show them and tell them why they should be. And the fact that you gave the answer you just did counts for the world to me because you put the weight on your own shoulders. Yeah, you didn't say, "Oh, it's because well, so and so." You you went, "No, I just haven't gotten them yet." Yeah, yet being the operative word, yeah. that attitude is so important. And we have a lot of guys on here. We talk about how, how do you stay sane? How do you deal with the struggles and the ups and downs? That is the this business. Game. That is this company. The long game, exactly. And I think that's the, that's the right mentality to have. Is you know what? I just haven't gotten there yet. It's really the only one you can have because if if you start trying to blame people or if you start trying to like point fingers and stuff like for one, your colleagues are going to see that and be like, no, that's not it because we all work and we all do. And something. we all trying to get our spot, you know what I mean? Cause it's not, it's not about like taking spots away from team. It's about showing people why I deserve a spot on this show. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to take away nothing from nobody, but I am definitely trying to get mine. You know what I mean? So I think if you start blaming people and you start placing blame and doing that stuff, like you're not doing nothing but hurting yourself, hurting your relationships with your, either your people or your bosses or whatever, like, you know what I mean? Like you said, it's the long game. You got to think about, okay, how can I make this bad situation turn it and flip it into something to show them how I'm going to be better in the future? 
like you said, I think it's just it just hasn't happened yet. But I do think, given the time, given the opportunity, given the the, the mic time, whatever it is, to let these people know that like I'm here for you guys. Every time I step out this curtain, each and every one of you, I'm here to give y'all the best show, to show y'all, you know what I mean? Y'all paid your money to come in here to see this. I'm going to make it worth it. Whether it's I got to tell you that or I got to show you that. Every time I get an opportunity, that's what I'm going to do. I think for me, guys, one of the, the greatest traits in high performance is taking 100% responsibility for yourself, no matter what the situation is. Even if something doesn't go your way, decisions don't go your way, deciding that you're 100% responsible for your reaction in that moment. And that's exactly what you've shown and you continue to talk about here on the pod, Ricochets. I, I go back to moments when you're on main event with Mustafa Ali. You're not getting the opportunities on Raw or on SmackDown. But guess what? You went and you created your own content week in, week out. I'm talking about these incredibly shot feature pieces from car parks where you and Mustafa Ali were going and doing it when you weren't getting the opportunities. And that is an inspiration to anybody in any walk of life, in any job you're in right now to take that responsibility and run with it. And now look at you, a chance to go up against Gunter yet again for the Intercontinental Championship and for you to win it back against this behemoth, this absolute giant of a man. You know, as we get into that match, I just want to applaud you for that because you've clawed your way back no matter what the situation is. And for me, when you talk about Ricochet's character, that's probably what screams out to me is that no matter who you're up against, whether it's Braun Strowman or Mustafa Ali, Gunther or Rey Mysterio, you're going to adjust, you're going to find a way and take 100% responsibility. You're totally right. I remember like, obviously we wasn't, me and Ali and the, some of those guys weren't getting that time on, on Raw because we were in Raw at the moment. So when we, we we found out we were on main event and we we actually were the ones that came to them and like, hey, give us a couple weeks. Let us have one segment. Let us have two segments. Let us have all three segments and let us show y'all the story that we can tell in this little two, three weeks or however long it was. Let us show y'all. Like, well, I remember that the first, the first little video I made, it was like that day, almost like within hours, I called my friend up and I was like, hey, can you meet me over here? Like, I have an idea. And he was like, yeah, sure. And literally it just like, he got there and we started, boom, he turned the camera on and I just started talking. There was no, nothing for that initial video, you know, it was just something, how can we get people talking about this match? You know what I mean? And so, again, take it, like you said, taking the, taking the the, the horse by the reins ourselves, and really trying to drive that story, you know, those little videos that we made, I think it showed, I got a lot of comments specifically like, oh, where's this ricochet? Why don't we get this ricochet on TV? Oh, you can talk all this stuff. And it's like, man, dog, I've been able to talk this whole time, <laughs> but I just need to be able to speak how I'm speaking. Like when The Rock came back and The Rock was speaking how The Rock wanted to talk, people were like, love this guy. Right. It didn't feel like there was that disconnect. That was our idea to really take this, show them what we, the story we could make. You could have made, I'm sure you could take from that first video package to the last match. And you could probably cool, put a cool, full little, what, two to five minute video recap together of the story that we made. And it would be a cool little, you know, internet short, you know, but I think that's cool. That's something that we produce. But it's funny that you mentioned the Gunther match because I never really got my rematch. Y'all heard it when I, I did my little, my little video on Friday and I said, if this is the route that Ricochet's got to take to finally get his rematch that he was never given in the first place. Why wasn't I giving that my rematch in the first place? Because Gunther knows I'm dangerous when I step through those ropes. He knows that. And that's why I was never really, he never went out of his way. Like, and I said, you know what? I'm not going to go out of my way. I'm not going to go complain to the office. I'm not going to go complain to people. Why did I get my rematch? Why did I get my rematch? No, screw that. I'm going to show y'all. I'm going to beat all these people and then I'm going to get my rematch. 
So it's just like, if this is the, the ricochet always has to take the long route. He always has to take the hard route. He always has to take this route to get something. You know what I mean? It's not nothing that's ever just handed. Nothing has ever just been handed to me. You know what I mean? It's something that I've had to work for and work for and work for, which like you said, like I said earlier, I don't mind. I don't mind doing the work. I don't mind putting my head down and doing the work because that's something I've always done. That's before wrestling. And when I worked in the factory, when I worked in the lumber yard, when I worked in these places, I don't mind doing the work. But it's like at the end of the day, I'm going to show y'all whether it's at the the log factory, whether it's at the the fiberglass plant or whether it's here in the WWE, I'm going to show y'all I'm the best one y'all got here. I'm the best one. You know, it's funny that that blue collar mentality, man, that, that's something that is incredibly valuable. And I think people connect with, I mean, I'm from Pittsburgh. It's the steel city, right? Yeah. That's, that's the vibe here. Everybody, everybody's got that working man's attitude. Put your head down, make your own luck. Don't wait for anything to come your way. What is different about this ricochet today or the ricochet that will step in the ring with Gunther than the man who lost the intercontinental championship a few months back? His mentality his mentality. I mean, as far as physically, physical gifts go, I'm still just as gifted. I'm still just as good. I'm still just as dangerous. You know what I mean? But as far as the mentality goes, like the mentality of what I'm doing, what I'm working towards, what I'm trying to show everybody, like that's, that's before it was kind of, it was misguided. It was hard to not hold those grudges and hold those feelings in, you know what I mean? And that's when you walk out there and you lose your matches because you're thinking about other stuff, you know what I mean? So when you let that go and when you finally realize this is, for one, it's forever going, it's forever changing, and you control your destiny. You control it, really. Like Whether that's, again, in wrestling or life or whatever, you control the outcome. So I said, no, 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 this, this has got to change. All this has got to change. My mentality has got to change. The way I look at it has got to change. The way I feel about it has got to change. So all those things internally has changed. I like I just feel like a different person. I feel like a whole different person. So from the mental side to the physical side, how tough is Gunter? And how sore are those chops that he delivers? Michael Cole called him a human defibrillator last Friday. I mean, that they, they feel painful watching on the outside. Man, it's funny because, I mean, I've known him for years back in Germany, all the way to the States. Like, I've, I've, I've known him for years and it's funny because for years since i've known him he's always just been this dominant force he's never not like been this dominant dude it's crazy and that you know all these years later through nxt uk through nxt now in the main like he's still just dominant it's crazy to see that but i faced dominant people before you can't tell me bobby lashley not dominant you can't tell me ron Strowman's Strong. not dominant it, it, it's it's as dominant as someone can be they can still be beaten they can still they still have weak links they still have a weakness that i can exploit and i think that's something as tough as he is as strong as he is you know as much mental fortitude as he has plus having imperium to back him up so he's got all these things that are just working for him while on the other hand i have all these things working against me and i think that sometimes you know you see it in all the movies like the main bad guy he either over does it with the the calculations and the plans too much to where they make a mistake or they there, there's some sort of there's some sort of weak link in that chain there and I know that I can find it there's something there that I I know that I can get around or like the durability I know I'm one of the most if in today's sport I'm one of the most durable people out there I can you can hit me but I'm gonna get back up I'm gonna get in your face 
You can give me a body slam. Give me what you want. But most likely, I'm going to get back up because that's what Ricochet does. That's what Ricochet has always done. And that's why Ricochet's here today because he keeps getting back up. I don't think I specifically would be in the WWE if I didn't get back up every single time, you know what I mean, and show them what I'm made of. And this is just another time. I mean, Gunther, like you said, mentally, physically, he is just dominant. He is a presence and he has the wherewithal to show that he can go the distance with the Sheamus and everybody. He's shown that he can do it as well. So, I mean, and even just thinking about it, man, gets me fired up. It's crazy. Well, I'm going to, uh, far be it from me to miss the opportunity to throw a little fuel on a fire. I know you've been around this game for, as you said, about 20 years. You're no stranger to haters and doubters. How much has Braun Strowman driven you over the past several weeks? How much, how frequently do you replay his comments in your brain before you step into a ring? How much are you thinking about that mentality, not about him particularly, but that idea before you approach Gunther, another physically large, dominant super, someone who, quote unquote, fits the mold a little better than a ricochet. Do you wake up every morning? Do you, do you warm up before a match and think to yourself, this is a chance to, to shut that big idiot up? And I don't mean that, I don't mean to say that as I'm not calling Braun an idiot, but I know this was yeah, a very touchy situation. Correct. Honestly, man. I don't really put too much thought in it. And even Braun, like back when he said those things, like he's still like my friend. Like, sure. That's sure. Why I, just, I just put a little post to call him out just to, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we still cool. But like, honestly, at the end of the day, I think I feel like I've heard it so much. And I feel like coming up in the in the business, I heard so much. You're never going to make it to the WWE. It's the land of the Giants. You're never going to make it. You are, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. you're never going to make it. It's almost just like white noise now. It's almost just like TV static. You don't care, really? Really, Ricochet? You don't care that he calls you a flippy flopper? If you do care, it's going to it's gonna take you down. It's going to make you. It's, if you do care, it's like, for one, even just, you can you can ask my girlfriend, I don't really care what anybody says about me. That's outside of here. I, I don't care, bro. Because I know, I know when I walk out there, all the kids, all the kids will be like, that's my guy. You know what I mean? And not only the kids, but the adults, everyone, as soon as I walk out there, Whatever you feel about me, I know you're going to get a feeling in the, in the pit of your stomach when I walk out because you're going to be like, oh, this is about to be, you're going to look at your friends and you're going to like get excited when Ricochet walks out there. And that's whether you believe he's going to lose in five minutes or whether you believe he's going to win in 22 minutes, whatever you, you know, you know, you're going to, you're going to have a feeling in your stomach. You're going to remember Ricochet. And now it's about the memories that you guys are going to remember him for are about to be some some great stuff. You mentioned your girlfriend there, and I want to go there because for those that follow you on social media, you'll they'll know you are dating Samantha Irvin. For me, one of the best signings on SmackDown over the past few years, Samantha has one of the greatest voices Absolutely. you could possibly hear. For you, how proud are you of Samantha and everything she's done? And you think of the major moments that she's contributed to now in her young WWE career. How proud are you taking us behind the curtain a little bit of Samantha and all she's achieved? Uh, it's actually pretty crazy because she and I are like in this weird parallel matrix of our life, kind of like growing up and like the situations that we've that got us here. Like we talk about it all the time and it's just how it's, it's, it's crazy how parallel it all is for us. Our dad's both getting us into wrestling. Our dads are the ones that got us into wrestling, you know, since we were, she's been watching it since early nineties. You know, I mean, she's been there since that long, you know. My earliest recollections were probably mid to late 90s, early I can remember. 
you know, she went to WrestleMania, was it 14? I think she went to WrestleMania 14, Sean and Austin. She went to like all these, 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 these cool shows. And it's just cool to now see her in the middle of the ring, like with Vince McMahon at WrestleMania announcing his last match. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's crazy and not only that but she like literally like gives people goosebumps when she said like when edge came out i think it was the clash of the castle when she said edge is like it was crazy like when anytime she does imperium or gunther like she really like she loves it she absolutely loves the sport of professional wrestling and so she she looks to lillian she looks to finkel she looks to you know chimel she looks at these guys and girls and she wants to not like overpass them or whatever but she wants to like bring back how everyone felt about you know how when how yeah, yeah that's sort of iconic yeah she loves that she just wants the fans to feel something just as much as ricochet wants y'all to feel something when he's out there every time she announces something she because she feels it you know what i mean she feels it in the pit of her stomach just like any one of us who love this business so when she says it and she's got the ability it sounds crazy but she's a whitney houston type voice yeah more oh, a yeah. hairy type of voice you know what i mean and so to be able to use that for this it, i think people are really it's not even just her ability but it's her love for the the sport that really shines through i think like because you have a lot of people out there with great voices but if they don't care about what's about to happen and they really feel in the pit in their stomach about this match it's about to happen it really it shines through and i think the rest of the the wwe universe can feel it and she just really wants to add she never wants to take away from anybody. She's she's just like a she's like a little gold mine that we found somehow, and she's capable of so much more. It's crazy. Well, I hope for both of your sakes she gets the opportunity to announce and once again. New. Yeah, and I'm new. sure that would be a very special feeling for both of you guys. Ricochet, thank you so much for hanging out. Good luck. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm stoked to see what the future holds for this version of Ricochet, for whatever you continue to evolve into, man. I, you're, you're one of my favorites. I say that without any sort of sarcasm. I watch every time you're in the ring, and I have the time of my life. Keep it up. Good luck, and uh, best wishes to you. Yeah, thank you guys so much. And, man, I appreciate being on here. I've, I've, I've seen a lot of episodes, so it's cool to finally, you know, jump on here and say hi to you guys. But, yeah, don't worry, guys. It's going down. Like you said, you're about to see and new for sure. KP, I know it wasn't just me. You were looking through Ricochet's eyes on the Zoom call as I was. That's a man who is ready for the task at hand for the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, gets knocked down, gets right back up again. The fiberglass days of working in the factories really stood out to both of us, I think, Graves. that He's a wonderful storyteller uh, throughout his entire life, but now to see him really thriving and getting this opportunity again, and he mentioned it. He never got that rematch. Tonight, undisputed WWE tag team titles on the line. The Usos defend against Sheamus and Butch. Tomorrow, NXT deadline. Two of the Iron Survivor matches will see the light of day for the very first time ever. You're not going to want to miss it. KP, you and I got to find our way to Milwaukee because we're going to find out who our number one contender is uh, for the Raw Women's Championship. And then we get to do this all again next week. Cannot wait, bud. Stay warm up in Milwaukee, all right? No doubt. Make sure you're following us at After the Bell WWE on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find me at WWE Graves. KP can be found at at Kev underscore Egan. Make sure you're listening for free on Spotify. Just search After the Bell and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. We'll be back next week with more wisdom, more vitriol, and more WWE After the Bell.
This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. 